This is the DM Podcast with Dennis Seid and Max Whitley. It's NBA from start to finish and the chatting starts now. Welcome to the DM Podcast with me, Max Whittle, and him, Dennis Syatt. The Toronto Raptors lead the Golden State Warriors two games to one in the NBA Finals. Game four is on Friday of this week, depending on when you're listening. Dennis, what did you make of game three and how are you? Hi, Max. I'm fine. How are you, mate? I'm not too bad. I just thought the third game was a bit of, a bit underwhelming, I must be honest. A bit underwhelming. Yet some moments. I just finished the game because I didn't have any time uh, this morning to watch it or, or to stay up until uh, 6 in the morning. Uh, so I just finished it. And yeah, um, what I took away by it is that uh, we saw a total team effort by the Toronto Raptors. Um, I think everybody stepped up, um, knew what stage they were on and played a really good team game from beginning to the end, actually. Um, even though Golden State had some good moments in defense, especially in the second quarter, um, they had some moments in the fourth uh, as well. But the Warriors were just underwhelming with talents, if you look at the team. Uh, Stephen Curry had a great game, 47 points. Raymond Green, of course, did his thing, but no Clay Thompson, no Kevin Durant, um, no Kevin, Kevin Looney. That's a different story, of course. Mar DeMarcus Cousins wasn't the DeMarcus Cousins we saw in Game 2. Um, so, um, I think it was a correct victory. Uh, the Raptors deserved that game uh, by far. They just were the, the team that had control of the game, in my eyes. I just want to talk about the feel of the game as well. Right from the start... It was about two minutes in that Mark Jackson said, if I'm the Toronto Raptors, I have to win this game. But he was right. From, he was right. He was right. I felt from the jump that the crowd wasn't into it because they seemed to mirror the feelings of not just me, but I think a lot of people that watched that game. The, the Warriors just looked really undermanned and they absolutely were. And we started to see the flaws in their, in their depth, except that it's been this way pretty much the entire run. When you look at the guys they had last year compared to this year, uh, they yes they might they might need a the the JaVale McGee minutes the David West minutes etc etc but they just didn't have enough shooting so many times and I think this is what I really uh, keyed in on when I was watching it this morning was all those swing passes that the Warriors were making where you think dagger pass that is an assisted pass or a potential assist it wasn't a potential assist because the person catching it was someone like Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, DeMarcus Cousins, where they would just catch the ball and shift it. Or oh, I'll add Sean Livingston to that as well. They were catching the ball from three, but they weren't a threat to score. So they were immediately swinging it. And that meant that the Raptors knew that Stephen Curry was the main lifeline. Uh, and that's just how I watched the game unfold, really. There were, there were a lot of passes by the Warriors. No shooters. As for the Raptors, they just did what they had to do. They knocked down shots. They... They ended any potential runs from the Warriors. They kept it to seven points or more. And I just think that their, their bench players were very, very impressive. And Van Vliet is the, is the undoubted star of that, of that bench crop at the moment. Yeah, that's totally right. But um, it's important what you said about the, the Warriors' offense and the, the lack of shooting they have right now. We already knew that uh, during the entire season that they didn't have enough shooting apart from Thompson, uh, Curry and Durant, of course. Um, but normally... With those guys, even with only Thompson and, uh, and Curry, they spread the court. They make the court look really, really big. But now if you only have Curry and you have guys, like you said, like Iguodala, uh, who's not a knockdown shooter, like Livingston, like Draymond Green, like Bogut, etc. Um, it makes sure that the, the court shrinks. And you just saw that. The, mm. It was a, a totally different feel for the Warriors when they played. And my eyes were almost the entire time totally um, fixated on Stephen Curry. 
I agree with you, and I don't think the crowd was in it at all. Uh, but we have to. I thought it had some moments. The crowd. Uh, they at certainly the, did. At the end they of the second qu- uh, second quarter, uh, right before halftime, um, when you had the feeling that the Warriors would start some kind of run, we all we we know they have them that have those runs in them at all times, at all costs. So you kind of expect them to to go on a run like that, and you felt the audience expected that as well, the crowd. Um, and then they got into it when Steph hit some th- hit some shots when he had some nice ball movement, but it wasn't Oracle as we know it because especially in the beginning you were right um they had a feeling that they couldn't win this game that's how it felt for me actually yeah it was almost like a cloud over the arena but i i really have to say i'm impressed with toronto because i feel like this series is is correct at 2-1 although the raptors had their chances and i thought they should have won in game two as well but they did let that one go but i've been really impressed with the coaching the defensive strategy uh the fact that Kawhi leonard yeah honestly finished to get finished watching the game this morning, and I checked the box score on the way to work, 30 points for Kawhi Leonard. I couldn't believe it. I actually couldn't believe it. And I know that in the articles you read that a third of those points came from the free throw line. He was he hit 10 from the charity strike. But still, to have 30 points the way he played, I feel like Kawhi, especially last night, didn't he realized, he realized that he didn't need to be the 45-point Kawhi for them to win. And he mentioned it afterwards. I think it was really an important quote, saying admitting to reporters that the offense just isn't as good and guys just stand around especially when he has the ball in isolation at the top of the key and holds it and holds it and holds it I think that's a really important quote from Kawhi Leonard because he's finally bought in I think to to how Nick Nurse wants to play and he understands that this team and the players around him especially when Lowry plays like he does Siakam was good again Gasol going up against Cousins that was something that Nurse really targeted in game three I think Kawhi realizes that and he can have a steady 30 and it's it's just about perfect but don't you don't you think that Kawhi just knows and realizes that that's the way they have to play to beat the Warriors um yes he's buying in but he, all, he he's smart enough he's a smart guy he's a smart basketball player um he knows they have to do these kind of things to battle with the champions to defeat the champions even when they're handicapped like they are right now I think he realized that uh, as well as anybody uh, on the Raptors team um but like you're saying, I'm really impressed with with the entire team. Uh, that's why I said in the beginning it was a real um, team victory. It was something, it was a team performance, a total team effort. Um, if you look at the box score, just the five stars and double figures, nobody had less than 17 points. Only two scores from the bench, but that didn't matter. They had a seven-man seven rotation, actually. Uh, Norman Powell was the eighth guy. He played only six minutes. But th- that's what you get in the finals. And if those other role players, those six other guys play well and play as well as they did, Lowry, who is a scrappy player, scrappy defender, but 23 points, nine assists. Danny Green, six three-pointers again. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed with how everybody did. And Pascal, Pascal Siakam, um, just being a solid player. This, I- I'm really impressed by that guy. Uh, <laughs> these are the NBA finals. We can't underestimate that. There's a guy who barely played two years ago. What I like about Siakam's game is he doesn't seem to have his head down after a, mm-hmm. an average to poor performance. He he wasn't great in game two. But no, he but a, he proved he's mentally he, strong. I think he realized that he was a massive contributor in game one and a massive reason why they won the the opening game. He just came back again. and I love the way he plays in that, with that pace of his. And the Raptors, one of the key things they were looking to do after the game two defeat was get Siakam going in the full court in transition again because that's where he's at his best. And, and Golden State managed to trap him into the half court and stagnate him a little in game two. Mm -hmm. That was impressive. I thought Nick Nurse, instead of waiting for Marc Gasol to 
um, somehow find this confidence that he had all along in Memphis. He just said to him, look, I don't think Cousins is good defensively. He's been okay in the first two games. He's held up. We're going to throw you the ball and you're going to have to go to work. So he got Gasol low positioning in the key. He went up against Gasol, had a couple of early shots that went down. That opened up his offensive game from the three-point line. I think the, Eric Kareen had a really interesting piece on The Athletic this morning about Kyle Lowry and, you know, the, the, the whole attitude of, of Kyle Lowry and the philosophy. Uh, some people love to watch him. Others hate to watch him. And when he's, when he's attacking like he is, like, like he was in Game 3, taking shots, driving to the basket, making smart plays, certainly Danny Green, when he says that Kyle Lowry doesn't need to score, that's correct in some ways. But when you're playing in the NBA Finals, and especially in a game where you absolutely have to win because the Warriors are so undermanned, it doesn't hurt that Lowry is not just taking those step-back two, deep twos against a, a mismatch. He's attacking the basket. He had There was a couple of those early layups he had in the first half where he just bulldozed himself to the rim. So there, was, there, were, just, there were just intelligent um, changes from the Raptors from Game 2. And, and it didn't feel like, even though... I remember what after the game in Toronto and the Warriors going back one apiece, Durant in the in the tunnel, Clay Thompson and Durant going off on Drake. All the momentum seemed to be with Golden State, but even from the morning of the of Game Three, the Raptors didn't change their mindset. And I, I credit Kawhi, I credit Nick Nurse, I credit Yajiri, I credit everyone on that franchise because they've 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 impressed me. Yeah, but. Momentum, what does that even mean in the finals? It means something in the playoffs, but the finals is a whole different game. If you can just go back in history and you can you can feel the examples, you can see all the all the examples. Um 85 finals, there was the what is it, the uh, Memorial Day massacre when the Celtics just butchered the Lakers, but Lakers won the championship. You had uh, 2013 finals when the Heat and the Spurs had momentum each other day. <laughs> each other again. That was so so weird. So you, you never know how that switches, how that changes in a series like that. Um, and I, I have the feeling that we can have something like this as well, that the Warriors um, not dominate, but they convincingly, convincingly win game four at home. And we have the feeling again, oh, momentum with Golden State. That's just how it is in the finals. I love that, actually. Uh, I really love that. Um, but like you said... Um, do you expect that to happen? I, I, yeah, I do. I, actually, I do. Uh, especially if Clay plays. I really like, I really think Toronto, I, I think you, you must have read it as well, the message that was on the board, a Raptor written, let it rip yeah. on the whiteboard, and, and that's how they played. I just I just feel like the Raptors, they understand who they are as a team, and, and Clay coming back is fine. You probably got an 80 to 85% Clay Thompson. But that's you, enough. You saw, you saw how restricted they were without him, because mm -hmm. Draymond Green had to guard Kawhi Leonard, which meant... The help defense in game two was fantastic. When they put Thompson on Kawhi and Iguodala on Siakam, Draymond Green was on Kyle Lowry, was able to roam a little bit more. In game three, he had to guard Kawhi. And their defense to start the game and the start of the third as well was atrocious, Golden State. But that, that's why it's important for Clay, for Clay to come back because mm. um, we talk about the lack of shooting they have with Clay being out, um, and of course, KD. But it's the defense that Clay Thompson gives the Warriors that's so important. That's what they were missing, especially you said it in the beginning of the third quarter, but also in the beginning of the first. In the first half, in the first quarter, the, the defense was terrible. Um, and Clay Thompson is a, a vital part of that. He's an all. He's an All-NBA defensive player. We all know that. Um, that's why he's such a great two-way guy. Um, and that's why I think he is important. Uh, and this series can just 
change again and switch again and flip to the Warriors uh, in game four because I think that defense will be totally different if Clay Thompson is in there. Um, so we'll see another thing. And we saw that they can do it. Um, at the end, we saw it in the, the last six five to six minutes of the second quarter but with clay in it they can sustain it i think um i would like to just pick to pick up on that quickly yeah because i th i think they're gonna i agree with you on the defensive strategy and, and how important clay is i just think that they 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 need a 25 to 30 point game from clay in game four and that's not always been consistent with him and you add thompson back into that rotation yeah, but the defense from the, the toronto uh, defense changes right no, I understand that, but you're not gonna. You're, you, the Warriors were very poor defensively, but they are. Where are the where are the points coming from after Steph, even when he has 47? So I understand that Steve Kerr, when he when he staggers the minutes of Curry and Clay, which he will do at certain points because Durant's not playing, there's still a massive gap between the Raptors and the Warriors in terms of offensive contributors because Draymond Green, second leading scorer yesterday, 17 points. You mentioned the Raptors, all the starters had 17 or more. Draymond has to have that weird game where he hits a couple of threes early, not in garbage time. Iguodala too. So even if you put Thompson back in, I really feel like the the advantage with the Raptors now. I don't think the gap. I don't think we can assume that Golden State will win just because Clay comes back. No, I don't assume that, but I, I don't count it out, and I expect the Warriors to be way better than they were um, last night, and I expect the Warriors winning game four. To be honest, um, so. I, it doesn't mean that Clay changes everything. Just the evidence. Uh, just the evidence of game... The first three games, to be honest. I just look at the evidence and I, I just I know, don't... But, but these are still the Warriors and I don't count them out, even without Ke Kevin Durant. These guys just always have mm. a knack of hanging in there. And that's the thing. You, ha you have the feeling... Even though the Raptors had control during the entire game, you always have that feeling with Golden State that they might come back. And they had some moments. Um, they had a moment when um, the goaltending from Ibaka that wasn't called and there was no interference from Bogut, but they did call it for an offensive uh, interference. That was a crucial moment. They could have uh, made it to an eight-point game with three and a half to go. Uh, after that, you had the, import, the, the, the impressive Van Vliet uh, offensive rebound uh, when they had the foul, foul after that and a huge shot. Uh, the rainbow shot from Fred Van Vliet. But they had some moments when you felt, ooh, if the Bogut tip-in changes, they get to eight points. And you can feel the Warriors' experience just coming back. We've all seen it before. And the Raptors know that. The Raptors are in the finals for the first time, so they could get rattled by that. They didn't, which is which was huge by them because they played a mentally tough game. You always felt the Warriors coming back a little bit, a little bit. Um, but... That's why I, I can never count them out. Never. And if Clay comes back... And they also have just have to get better games from... Especially DeMarcus Cousins. We have to mention him. Because everybody's always mm -hmm. talking about... Yeah, uh, Golden State. Yeah, they're missing KD and now Clay. But they still have three all-stars with Boogie. Um, and with uh, Draymond Green and Curry. Um, Iguodala, that doesn't count. It was, a it was another lifetime for him. Um, but... Draymond Green is an all-star for what he does on the defensive end, not in, the, not in offense. Yeah, he creates, he's important there, but he has a different role. But DeMarcus, DeMarcus Cousins, the Cousins we're seeing right now after the injury, he wouldn't be an all-star by far. So that doesn't count. But he has to play better. He has to play, look a little bit like he did in game two. I thought he was terrible in offense and he was even worse in defense. Marcus Gasol just, just ate him. Cousins had a, a... He told Anthony Slater early in the season that coming back from this kind of injury, sometimes he feels as light as a feather and sometimes he feels like his legs are stuck in cement. Of course, he and, tore his Achilles. And last night we had the cement version of Cousins. He looked old, <laughs> he, right? He looked very slow. And when Cousins had a has a bad game, it looks like he really has a bad game and it sticks out because he, he didn't look conditioned at all. 
he wasn't the passer he was in game two. At least, at least you might be able to get that out of him. And when he's forcing it, when he struggles, he starts to force the, the issue a bit. He starts taking these manding drives down the lane, stumbling and bumbling, throwing up stuff, and it doesn't look like it's going in. I don't think Draymond Green's transition offense has been particularly effective in this series. And it was Kareen who also mentioned that you talked about um, potential chances for the Warriors throughout this game. I remember seeing, I think it was the third quarter, and the crowd were into it for the third time in the game, I think, probably ever. Um, and the Warriors had three consecutive chances to cut the lead from seven points. They stopped the Raptors three straight, four straight possessions, and they just couldn't get a basket. Mm-hmm. So, and Steve Kerr mentioned that in one of the timeout interviews that they just that they they're chipping away, but they can't quite get over the hump. And that was the reality. And every, at the end of every quarter, the Raptors hit a key three that put them back up eight to ten points. And everyone remembers the the Danny Green one in the corner in the first quarter. But particularly the Danny Green one with the with the shot clock winding down, Fred Van Vliet when he chucked it up. The game was over at that point, but there was always that big shot. Carl Lowry seemed like he was hitting a big three in every period. Yeah, he was. Uh, and and a lot of guys either increased their shot attempts or their made threes by more than a combination of the previous two games on the Raptors. The other thing I liked, Dennis, was in the second half, Nick Nurse play, started Fred Van Vliet. Uh, he dropped Danny Green to the bench because... Van Vliet's defense on Curry, yes, he scored 47, and, and I expected I expected they would defend him better. So Sometimes it confounds me how they do. But Van Vliet's been impressive, and, and that was a, a, an interesting change. And it was something I thought about when you talked about um, just the, the, the mindset of the team and the togetherness, because there was no issue with that move at all from the coach. When they ran the box and won, none of the <laughs> players responded in a strange way. Van Vliet starts the second half. Danny Green still comes back in and hits a couple of key threes. So we talked about him being an X factor because he hadn't had it in the playoffs, but he's one of the great final shooters and he's done it. That box and one, it was so weird. Maybe we'll see a triangle and two when Clay comes back for game four. <laughs> it worked though. It worked. <laughs> this is the problem with their offensive limitations, right? You, you put four guys in the key and you're basically looking at Draymond Green, Livingston, Iguodala, Cousins. I mean, you're not afraid of that. They were airballing all over the place yeah, yesterday. I, I don't get that. I, I don't get that. Why? Where is the Marcus Cousins shotgun? Because I get that it's difficult to come back, to become back. Uh, what, a, what a sentence. <laughs> to become the player again, he was uh, like he was driving to the basket. But his shot is also totally gone. And he had a, a decent three-point shot when he uh, played for the Kings and uh, the Pelicans. So I think that's a little bit curious too. Uh, by the way, um, you talked about Danny Green. Uh, did you see this, the Shaq interaction? Um, Danny Green, apparently Shaquille no. O'Neal during every finals um, because he's working for TNT. Um, Shaq coaches Danny Green and talks about with him about shooting. Um, Shaq doesn't <laughs> say he's a, yeah, but not he's the best shooter, but he said, I've played with a lot of good shooters like Dennis Scott, like Robert Horry. That's true. Shaq played with really good shooters. And he just tells Danny Green every time, let it hang. Let it be, let it, leave it. He says, leave it. Talking about a follow-through because he said, when great shooters do that, it always is a success. And Danny Green sometimes has a short arm when he doesn't let it hang, when he doesn't use that, that follow-through, that, that flick of the wrist and just leaves it there, like uh, Shaq said. And apparently now before game three, we saw Danny Green going to Shaquille O'Neal uh, when he was on the desk for TNT. Uh, Shaq embraced him, apparently uh, said, stop fucking around and leave it. <laughs> and <laughs> after that, he scored six three-pointers, um, what is it, in 10 attempts. So that was, uh, was cool, I thought. And you, a shooter always looks more confident in his stroke when he's hitting shots, but you can certainly say he looks more confident 
and I, and I just wanted to flip back to the other side of things again. I thought I thought Andrew Bogut gave the Warriors better minutes at centre yesterday than Demarcus Cousins did. Shouldn't they uh, try to use Damon Jones again? Look pretty good defensively. I just don't think he's ready for this. He's 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 barely played since since last winter. I know, you but even over five minutes or something like that. I don't know. You've got to. This is the finals now. You've yeah, got to you're make right. Very very specific rotations. I think. I think Kurt, when I was watching the start of Game Three, I, I said to myself immediately, "You got to get, you got to get Quinn Cook in here because the Warriors needed more scoring options. Even if he's not, even if he's very small and he's easy to guard and he can't really guard anyone, you, you just had to put some shooting next to Curry. Um, so I think, I think Damien, I think you're more, in, you're more concerned with Jurebko, who didn't look great at all. Quinn Cook, Jordan Bell, they just don't have a lot of." guys who can create their own offense that, that that's that's what it comes down to yes they weren't playing the way they do normally defensively they had their moments in the second quarter and the fourth but they weren't rotating they Steph Curry with the fact that he knew he was the only offensive offensive player on the court when he picked up that first foul with more than 11 minutes to play I thought here we go again and then there was a there was a play a couple of plays later can't remember who it was, but a Raptor was coming down the lane, went for a layup. Curry just got out of the way because he realized he's going to have to score 50 and play probably the whole second half, which he did, mm-hmm. for them to have a chance. So it was one of those games where they were tentative because they they were limited, basically. Yeah, and that's why I think that just adding clay will make yeah such, a, such but, a big difference. The, I think the gap is that big, honestly, where clay would clay has to have... Clay and Curry have to have 30 point games in my opinion because mm, they they do they do and I expect mm. they will. So um well, Thompson I, I, looked pissed didn't he on the bench? Yeah, of course he, he wants to play. This is the first play of game he is missing his entire career. The first one. Yeah, so he played 120. He's a over. he's a really durable guy. Um so but I'm uh, I'm curious for game 4. I'm looking forward to it. No Kevin Durant. Uh the Warriors announced that he won't play. Sad mm. to hear that. For Warriors fans and just for basketball fans in general, you want to see the best players on the court uh, in the NBA Finals, right? I just tweeted 10 minutes ago, I don't think he's coming back. I agree, I agree. I feel like Game 4 is a must-win, given how not only Toronto are playing, but the Warriors' injuries. Kevin Kevon Looney might be returning now. That's another report today, but we can't assume anything. I can't expect him to be back before Game 6 no, or they, 7. They want Ke- Kevin with an I, not Kevon with an O. <laughs> Kevon. The uh, <laughs> yeah, sounds like a South Park character or something like that. Kevon. They certainly do want Kevin with an eye. They, <laughs> with, with those two things in mind, I feel like Game Four is a must-win for Golden State. I don't think they can come back from three-one. If they go back to Toronto down three-one, it's over. I expect with that crowd, um, are you going to bring KD back then? So I just think because they haven't brought him back for Game Four, and I really thought he would play. Um, all the all the stuff coming out of Steve Kerr's mouth, you know, he, he's going to have another workout today, ramp it up with his t- with the younger guys. He obviously went out to media day today, practiced in private. Uh, this is Thursday, I'm saying today, um, and it obviously didn't go as smoothly for the, from the doctor's perspective. I just assumed because they need to get this game that he would play, uh, and because he's not, you know, this is the finals now. This isn't like the second round where they're going to bring him back later, so. Yeah, that that, that means it's serious. Oof. That just means it's serious. And yeah. when they say, apparently, when they say practice, yeah, it's not really practice. Uh, Rich Jefferson told us that uh, that 
you never practice during the finals. So I'm curious. He'll never have a really a game like situation um, to, st to test his uh, his calf. So uh, I, I, I agree. I think I think he's if out. If this was the regular season, I think he'd be about a month or six weeks away still. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So um, yeah, curious for game six. Um, for game six, for game four. Max, we've got some breaking news. Who you you curious? Oh, uh, what have you just have you just read something on Twitter? Yeah, just something came in. Um, oh, Woj, bomb, Woj bomb. Is um, it is it is it a real bomb? Yeah, no, it's not a real bomb. A it's big a, bomb? No, not a big bomb at all. I don't know how you call a little bomb. Um, <laughs> we call we call it a strijker, but I don't know how you call it in a, in English. Um, so the Brooklyn Nets um, oh. are trading. Alan Crabb and the number seventeen pick in the draft to. And a protected first in 2020 to Atlanta for Torian Prince and a 2021 second round pick, which means Brooklyn is clearing $18 million in mm. additional salary cap for July, which gives the Nets $46 million in cap space to sign a max free agent and even retain restricted free agent D'Angelo Russell. Um, well, so Mr. Prince is a talented boy and Alan Crabb's contract is horrible, so that's a nice trade. Mm. The Hawks now have... Uh, three picks in the top 20 in this draft numbers 8, 10 and 17 because they also have the that Dallas Mavericks pick from the trade with uh, Doncic last year and Woj also tweets that Kyrie Irving is serious uh, about uh, the Nets and the Nets are serious about beating the Knicks and the rest of the league <laughs> well the Nets the Nets want a superstar they they saw how it played out in Boston so they, they can only expect that uh, I think <laughs> Russell and Kyrie together, I don't know about that. It's, that's uh, not going to work at all. Pretty much the same scenario. But Kevin Durant, why is nobody talking about Kevin Durant going to Brooklyn? Well, you never what? know. You never know. Why would, he, why would he go to a team owned by James Dolan? Explain me that. I think, I think Brooklyn are far more talented and they, they won't have to get rid of all their talent to, to, to acquire him, obviously. Just, uh, just, uh, let's just, let's just push the brakes on... If Curry goes to Brooklyn, I he he's got a less talented team than Boston. He's still going to be the leader, which clearly didn't work last year. There's red flags everywhere, um, and I I I worry for the chemistry of the Brooklyn Nets, who were actually a like a lot of people's favorite team last year. By the way, is Kevin Durant still with Rock Nation? I've no I, idea. Is I he still he with is. Golden State? <laughs> no, no, but I think he is still with Rock Nation. Um, Jay Z. And the Nets still have some links. Oh, no, don't. Don't give me the Jay-Z factor. <laughs> yes. The Jay-Z factor. Remember when they, they used to say that? Oh, don't forget about the Jay-Z factor. What about what is the What is that? I'm not going to sign with the Nets uh, because Jay-Z has us. The man, the, man, the man married Beyonce. That's the Jay-Z factor. And he cheated on her as well. So With Rita Ora, I heard. Well, who, who else? I mean... <laughs> what, what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, well, come on! They're not. You hear about stories of NBA players, and I've heard some. I've heard some atrocious ones recently. So I can't imagine what Jay Z. Whoa, up atrocious to. ones! We want more. We want dirt, Max. <laughs> all, all, all off the record. I'm afraid I can't. <laughs> I honestly, I sometimes go out with uh, some people that at the NBA office here, and some of the stuff they tell me is is, yeah. Okay, let's wrap this podcast up. I'm really curious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really curious right now. Um, oh, we have to talk about the the part owner um, of the Warriors that pushed Kyle Lowry. Uh, what's his name? I don't yeah, even... Is, do we have to mention mention his name? Because what a pathetic little man he is. 
Um, it wasn't a, it wasn't a hard. I don't know. Everybody who saw the game probably saw the shove. Uh, Kyle Lowry he um, jumped into the crowd, and somebody on the front row just gave him a shove for no reason because he was sitting two or three seats apart. Um, mm. And it wasn't a friendly shove. It wasn't a hard shove as well. It was not that violent, but it was just ridiculous. It just why do you do that? Keep your hands off a player, except for if you want to help him. It just. Uh, also, I I didn't think I didn't look back on it because um, Jeff Van Gundy basically made a joke that nothing really happened and what what else you gonna what else you gonna do? But when I saw it again, LeBron had posted it, hadn't he? And and the guy clearly shoves Kyle Lowry, and as a as a part owner of the team, obviously now been suspended from all team activity, which is a great move by Golden State. You have to protect the players, and and the players take enough heat from fans who are. I feel like in the NBA, it's unlike any other sport because you're that much closer, where you feel like you can say anything to them. But when 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 a guy sacrifices his body like Larry does every game, flying into the crowd, he can't control where he lands. He didn't mean to land on top of you, and you understand the risks you're taking by sitting that close. And by the way, we don't feel bad for you because your wallet's pretty deep. The fact that he pushed him like that, I'm just glad that. Golden State have reacted as they have. They've apologized to Lowry, they've apologized to the Raptors, and they've swept it under the carpet pretty quickly. No, oh, but uh, no, the NBA has uh, suspended him right now. He's banned from uh, attending any NBA game. So uh, the NBA keep looking into this, uh, and they're not going to just put this away. Um, they're not going to keep silent. So that guy, I, I don't, I don't know his name. Uh, he apparently is a part owner of the Warriors. Mar- Mark Stevens is his name. Okay, Mark, great He's guy. Been- He's been, yeah, he's been barred from the rest of the finals. And the other thing that the, the Looney report, Bontemps had that, Tim Bontemps of the ESPN said, he said after further evaluation of the, whatever this is, the non-displaced first costal cartilage fracture, I bet he had to go back and check that one. It's a fracture. Lo- Looney could potentially return during the finals. More testing will determine next steps. I don't understand I, that. If, if somebody breaks his collarbone, you see, that, you see that in cycling a lot. And we Belgians, we, we're a cycling country. So uh, we see a lot of broken collarbones. They don't come back for a, for a while. For mm. a long while, they get surgery. And then it takes a while for them to get back on their bikes. How can this guy, after, what is it, f- four days, five days, how can he play a basketball game? That's, that's not possible. I think it's a smoke screen. I think the Warriors are trying Ooh. to keep the Raptors uh, <laughs> on their heels. Kevon yeah. Looney might come back. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> We've got a scheme for that. Yeah. They 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 certainly pose a more defensive. Threat Send out the Ravens. Oh, you don't get that. You don't. You, you didn't watch Game of Thrones. Um, no, no, I don't. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> um, one more thing that I thought was great about this matchup. I read. Um, I, I heard a couple of days ago. Um, there was a story about Kawhi Leonard that he always shouted, um, Bortman, Bortman gets paid uh, when he grabbed a rebound in college or high school. Um, that, that was his way <laughs> yeah. of talking trash. Um, and that when he just scored, it was buckets. Uh, and when somebody tried to score on him, it was, nope. That was trash talking he did. Uh, somebody asked that uh, in the press conference uh, today, or was it yesterday, um, what that was about. <laughs> and his answer was really, really charming, I thought. That was, he was like, yeah, we wanted to get where we are right now at this stage. And yeah, for that to do, you can't allow a second chance. You have to get the board, so Bortman gets paid. <laughs> I thought that was great. I, I'm Jason Jenks with the piece. I'm going to go and read that because I've heard so many things about it today. I haven't read it yet. 
Uh, <laughs> doesn't sound like the man's changed a lot. So this might this might be the Kawhi that that you have to just un- appreciate. Did you, by the way, did you see the video of him uh, before the dr- before he was drafted? He was uh, having a workout for Sacramento, and then we heard the laugh for the first time. Actually, uh, you have to check oh. that out. Check that out. That's that, that's really also cool. the video of him blanking Norman Powell with a high five. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. What the, what was that about? Oh he my! Just, if it, if people haven't seen that, he Kawhi just gave is, him the cold shoulder. He not only that, not not only does he, he he. It's not like he didn't see Powell's outstretched fist for literally five or six seconds. Mm-hmm. He turns around, looks at Powell, looks at his fist. And then he looks at Powell again and points towards the tunnel as if to say, "No, no, we have to go out now." And, and they all just they all just head to the court. I'm just, That's oh so my good. gosh! And Powell, after that, he he walked beside uh, Kawhi uh, and he just gave himself a handshake <laughs> to finish it <laughs> off. <laughs> he, he, he's in. Imagine Kyle Lowry this off season. Your best friend gets traded. You fall out with your general manager because of that, and you're given the task of basically not only working it out on the court, but making sure that the guy who's going to lead you to the finals is happy, but you don't really like him because he's a miserable git and he just got, he just bumped your best friend. Because he's a robot. Lowry did pretty well this year, I must say. Yeah, but how will he react if they win the, the championship? He, he hugged uh, he hugged Masai Ujiri after they uh, mm. defeated the Bucks. Are they friends again? Is it all back okay? Because Lowry will have to admit, damn, Masai... You were right. He has to say it right now. You trade away my yeah. best friend, but we're in the finals. We're leading the finals two to one. Thanks to this guy. Thanks to Kawhi Leonard to score 30 points in game three. And we never saw him. <laughs> yep. He's got 30 points and oh, there's Kawhi. Um, that's, that's just amazing. All right. Uh, let's leave the NBA finals for what they are. Um, let's talk about one more thing, Max. Um, Derek Rose had some strong comments, some strong words in... Um, what is it? The Star Tribune. Uh, there was some words about on his in his book. Yeah, he wrote a book. I'll show you. It's called Oof. "The Vengeance." Uh, Derek Rose. Um, the oh. quote: "Nothing against Carl Anthony Towns. He's cool and he's good. But you get these kids and you spoil them before they achieve something." Jimmy was feeling, "Why should pay them first? And I was the one that got you to the playoffs. That's all it was." Um, some guys I heard said, "Yeah, it's a." Uh, the Timberwolves' fault, I think it's a bigger problem. It's not Minnesota's fault. You can see with almost every team that's struggling, that wants to make the playoffs again, that wants to be relevant again, a guy who they think has some talent, they pay him because mm. they're too afraid to let him go and then for him to turn up somewhere else and to become a great player. And the biggest example of that is Andrew Wiggins. Yes, it's a problem with uh, Minnesota. I don't understand why Rose talks about Towns because the biggest problem in that regard is Andrew Wiggins, um, a guy who gets paid way too much money, um, who doesn't seem to like playing basketball, who doesn't have energy, um, who has some flashes, who is actually an upgrade from Jeff Green. But that isn't a compliment. <laughs> what, what's the alternative for Minnesota? That's why you keep hold of those guys. And you also can't really say to your fan base, we've drafted two or three number one picks here that haven't really worked out. I think for Towns, it's more a situational thing. Um, I kind of agree with what Rose is saying. W- Wiggins is... Wiggins' issue is he's been paid now so early, and that's the thing. The earlier I can get out of college, the quicker I can get to the end of my rookie deal and get paid. And that's what a lot of college, well, every NBA prospect that goes to college is doing now. Why would they stay when they can get out of that rookie deal quicker, get paid? Wiggins got paid, and it seems like he's he's happy with the money now, and he's just going to live his best life, and he doesn't love playing basketball. Anthony Towns how is that? Loves- how is that even possible? 
I know it's crazy. <laughs> you're a number one pick. You're playing in the NBA, and you don't like playing basketball. Yeah. Well, a lot. It's just funny you say that. You hear that with a lot of sp- sport uh, sports, yeah, right? A lot of professionals. It's it's just a job for them, isn't uh, it? Andre Agassi. I don't know if you read his biography, but he told about him hating tennis almost in his, his entire life, and he's yeah, one of the best I, ever. I saw that. It's crazy. I yeah. mean, how? Because I never understood that because it involves physical exertion. So if you don't love your job, but you're expected to run around and play tennis for nine hours a day, how how is that how is that fun? El- if you that's when alcohol comes into play or drugs for a lot of <laughs> yeah, but it's the truth. They want to drink it away. They want to forget it. But mm-hmm. why do they do that? Because they're good at it and they just they get a lot of money. That's why they do it. Um, I just saw this tweet from Blake Murphy on Twitter. Carl Lowry confirms that Stevens, he's talking about the the owner we were just talking about, the part owner. Stevens told him to go fuck yourself multiple times. All right. He's, he said, I think more should be done. He's not a good look for ownership. He shouldn't be part of our league. That's... um, Get him out. Ca- Banned for I, life. Out I of the just, NBA. I also just want to know if, if, it, if it was someone who didn't have the profile of Carl Lowry, would he have done it? And I, I, I know I'm... I'm pointing fingers here, but there's there's racial undertones here that aren't don't make me feel very comfortable either. So you got a white owner pushing uh, an African American. That's the landscape we're in, man. That's the landscape we're in. Um, it's a it's a sad, sad world in that regard. Um, it might be because it's Lowry, but you never know in these days. You never knew, but people are saying those things out loud right now. Um, the racist stuff. Lowry I, was there for Lowry was there for about three seconds at most and to say no they were, in, they were they were in each other's him. face they were in each other's face as well right after that when he told them yeah he pushed me so you never know what he said after that so that was a that was a longer exchange um and i could believe that some guy who thinks he's a, he's a great he's a great owner has a lot of money typical typical american guy no offense but you know what i mean uh, by mm-hmm. that um i could see somebody do Stuff like that. Um, I hope it doesn't have a racial undertone, but you never know. Um, and I understand that people talk about that uh, because it's just really, really irrelevant uh, in these days. Sadly. Yeah. Well, I'm glad the, the Warriors have moved moved forward. That's the one thing the NBA do well. They get on top of these issues quickly. Yeah. That's that's Adam Silver. Uh, I don't know how David Stone would have done those things, but Adam Silver does a great job in, of that. Um, and that guy just. Like 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 I said, like the tweet said, he shouldn't be he shouldn't be an owner. He should be out. See you later. Bye 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 bye. All right, <laughs> um, Max, do we have questions for each other? I didn't think of any actually. In our well, I would like to sort of look back on. I think I I I said Warriors in five, and that's that's down the pan. Uh, <laughs> and I I feel bad that I underestimated the Raptors so much. I really do. <laughs> what, what what are you are you looking at your prediction and thinking it's still possible wrong no i i had warriors in six mm. well jamon green agrees with you <laughs> yeah, yeah he how confident he was set, he yeah he set the path win tomorrow win game five in toronto back game six happy days yeah <laughs> we, we i love the guy's confidence but uh I I think Toronto are going to win the NBA Finals, and this will be one of the most unlikely champions in 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 a long time, uh, and and one of the greatest trades in Kawhi. What a gamble that was! I'm so happy that before the playoffs began, I said that I thought the Raptors were the biggest chance of defeating the Warriors. Finally, I have a prediction right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well done. Yes. Validation. 
it's here. <laughs> it's all it's all we want. So you no, but it all, guess... it, it all depends on the matchups, right? And especially with the conditions um, that the Warriors are in right now. Um, but the Raptors, they they deserve it. Look at which. By the way, it's only game three. We still have to have at least game four, games four and five. You never know what happens in the next game. But even if they shouldn't win another game, if that would not happen, um, what a path they had. Just getting to the finals. What a playoffs by the entire team. What a playoffs by Kawhi Leonard. I just um, sometimes I'm blown away. But what that, what the, how good that guy is. That guy played nine games last season. Don't forget is that it, he played. Yeah. He played only nine games last season. I think we, we sometimes we forget that. This he, is he, it, he, he's this just is it, he's just this as is, good. This is their chance. This is it. They are right there, and and they have the momentum. They have the confidence. They have the health. They have the talent. They have the coach. Have, and the coach, it's important. Favorite. I know you're a Nick Nurse lover. Um, I am. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> but he's shown, he and his staff have shown that they know how to adapt. They did that against the Bucks when they were down 2-0. Um, they changed the plan and they won four games in a row. Uh, now he changed it up a little bit to go for game three. I'm curious what he will do for game four. And I'm also really curious what uh, Steve Kerr has uh, for us. So um, can't wait, man. Can't wait. I think I think Steve Kerr, will, obviously Thompson changes things, but he goes to Cook more than Livingston in game four. I, I think he has to. And he, and they have to get more out of Cousins. They have to get more out of Boga. They have, Iguodala and Green have to hit shots earlier. Um, but as I say, I think, I think Thompson has to have a 30-point night and Curry has to be right there with him because if those two don't go off, I still don't think they've got enough offense to beat Toronto. Mm, I think they do, but we'll see. I have one overtime question for you. Um, does it bother you that Kevin Durant doesn't sit on the bench during the game? Uh, not at all. I think we're just looking for something there because if, if the cameras weren't behind the scenes as they have been, you wouldn't have seen that Durant was greeting every Yeah, but that, that's, that, that's why, that's why it bothers me less. Yeah, but that's why it bothers me less because I see him after yeah, the loss. Sure. But, uh, right, because but I know he's there. But that's my point: is if 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 the videos weren't there, the, the media narrative would be, "Oh, where's Durant?" Oh, okay, but he okay. he's been a good teammate, and he was kind of Curry's pep talk man, walking out to the tunnel with him before the game, making sure he picked the guys up after. But you know, strangely enough, Dennis, that's why I thought he was back for Game Four because he's been showing himself a little bit more. Um, he's been really part of the team and, and I felt like it was time to return. But no, I don't have a problem with that. Thompson left in the fourth quarter as well because he just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. Uh, that. That guy just wants to play. Um, yeah, re really looking forward to game four. I hate the wait, actually. And I hate that it's three o'clock in the morning. Um, it's easy when we broadcast the games. I would just <laughs> do the game, so I was, I was up. But for game one, I set my alarm at 2.59 in the morning because it's at three o'clock here. Um, um, tried to get a little bit of sleep. I think it was one in the morning when I tried to sleep on the couch downstairs. And then um, I woke up, uh, grabbed my phone to see what time it was. It was 6.15. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, you know what? For, for real, I felt so stupid. You, you're right there with me because uh, I, I usually get up at 6 or 6.30 and watch the game back in full. If, if people are still listening, if you've managed to make it this far, tweet me and Dennis at DNX09 at Max underscore Whittle your routine for watching games in Belgium, in England, in Europe, whatever you're doing. If your time difference is off, tell us how you stay up because I've gone to this... If I'm covering... Like last year, I had to do a daily video. Um, so I was watching the games live with Mark and just doing all-nighters. But if I'm able to, 
and I don't have to report on it in the morning, I will watch it in the morning before work because it ju- it's just the best way to do it. You get up at a reasonable time. Reasonable. Six fifteen. That's not. Re- <laughs> that is completely reasonable. No, that's not reasonable at all. We we have totally Dude. different opinions on that. No, 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 no. We're I not, don't think we don't. Anyone would disagree with me. If you did, you rather sleep for two hours, wake up and be awake all night. You can do it at seven, by the way. I sometimes watch seven. it at seven thirty, and then I rant- leave for leave for work <laughs> at nine. Um, it doesn't. How occur, is that? It doesn't you occur. It doesn't occur oh. much that I, I I wake up before nine in the morning. I can't. believe Oh no, you, no, no. That's honestly. not true. Eight thirty. Eight thirty. Eight thirty. I, honestly, I, I stay up late at night, but when the ha, game oh, starts no, at three, you don't. yes, I do. When it's when the game starts at three, I bet you don't wake up at seven o'clock in July or August. What does that have to mean? There's no NBA games. Yeah, I saw what? <laughs> Why are you staying up late? No, I woke up because I was on the couch. I went back How to old I, are went, you? I went to bed How after old that. Are you? What does that What does that have to do with it, man? Dennis, tell me your age. <laughs> no, that's that's inappropriate, Max. You you don't wake <laughs> up at 7 a.m. I never you don't do. Think, you don't think 7 a.m. is is not 7 for me. To me is not, not for me. early. For me, it is. It's really early. I hate. I oh. wish I had your. Le- do you get? Talk, do you wake talk up to my make- family. It's 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 a family thing. We hate mornings. Uh, do you make go- a cocktail in the morning for yourself? Oh, you're that kind of guy. Oh, I'm the British worker. Oh, look at me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the British. The British. Not the glo- Not everyone in the world. Just <laughs> just the Brits get up at seven. <laughs> no, just the attitude, man. You, what's what's you, up with you that? Couldn't, I'm sorry, no, you, man. What you mean? So, so, hard, so, you, so you love to wake on. up in July, middle middle of the summer during holidays at seven in the morning. That's okay. No, for you. no. Okay. Oh, okay. so now we talk about holidays. No, now. no, no. But hey, we if, if we work at the office, we start at ten. It's a thirty minute drive for me, forty five minutes with, with traffic. So why would I wake up at seven when I don't have to? I work up sixteen hour days. I'm doing. Fuck. I'm just. I'm, yeah, I'm going I'm, to practice after work. Then I work out. Then I do some I things. That, the then British. I work. And then I work at home. So the, Brit- I, I, I the, Brit- the British way. Hey, I don't think you could survive in London, honestly. <laughs> you couldn't survive here. Oh, it's, this guy. Oh, this guy full of You himself. can't wake Look, up at 8.30 It's not even 30 yet, and he thinks he knows everything. People, what? I don't think I know everything. I think people, I'm kidding, man. <laughs> oh, you're so easy. <laughs> you don't sound like you're joking. People, I am. You should see me laughing here. <laughs> people under 30 in London don't sleep. <laughs> We don't sleep. People in Belgium sleep. No, they don't. Pa- they, they, my, uh, yeah, because I'm I'm representative for every guy in Belgium. Well, you told me it was typ- typical Brit. I'm, apparently, I was we're all, kidding, apparently we're I all was, lazy. I was kidding, man. You know what? Oh, this is funny. This, this is funny. This is what happens. My, my, my best friend has to leave for work every day, I think, at 6.30 in the morning. Every fucking day. <laughs> I, I, f- I feel like Brexit happened because we worked too hard. <laughs> oh, man. You should know. People from Flanders where I've where they're called the, the hardworking uh, men because they are because some some people just have different hours. I'm not ashamed for that. I would say I would say I'm I was right there with you the last two years. And p- if people are listening and they're freelancers, I I didn't work for like three months and I was I was waking up at like nine nine thirty and yeah, by but the time I, wor- I, wo- I worked after that. I work. <laughs> yeah, I know you change. do. I know you do. By the time I woke up. Um, people that were living in my house had already got up, had breakfast, worked out, gone to work. There's me lying down, and I think that just changed my my attitude. I, I got to get out of bed. <laughs> That's just me laying down. That's the best phrase of the whole podcast. I can, I can, hey. I can see that you're just bumming out. I'm just uh, bumming out. I'm not doing what the Raptors are doing, which is what what was their slogan? Let it rip. 
let it you gotta rip. let it rip dennis every morning leave it just like shag would say i'm leaving it <laughs> leave it <laughs> I'm, i leave my bed. follow through i did it tonight <laughs> just leaving it <laughs> all right max i think we have to wrap it, <laughs> wrap it are we still on air are we still recording <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we are i think we are all right uh game four so it's friday night three o'clock in the morning in belgium two o'clock in the morning um in Raptors the uk in five um <laughs> I think it will be Warriors in six. Um, let's see. All right, Max, uh, had a blast, man. I'll hear you next time. Hey, ciao. See you at 9 a.m. <laughs>